Hey everybody, this is Caleb Kirby in the studio and I'm so excited to bring you a very special episode of You'll Hear It. Alright, so what do I got for you today? Well, I'm bringing you some clips from a conversation that Adam and Peter had back on March 7th, 2022, uh, where they took live questions from community members and answered them transatlantically, meaning Peter was on tour in Europe, Adam was holding it down in STL, and uh, they got into some really fun topics. So I cut them up, I trimmed up the fat, I'm serving them up for you so that you can get right to the good stuff, and I hope you really enjoy. All right. Mark asks, any advice on trans- transitioning from basic scales to more complex modes over two or three octaves within a solo? Interesting. Well, one thing I just would say, not even within the solo, is like when you're getting into modes of like, especially modes, I would say of the major scale, be careful as you transition. Like if you look at the major scale as a basic scale, and it doesn't get any more basic than that. But I would say even more than that, it's just foundational because you can, of course, have a mode of any scale and certain, you know, like a pentatonic scale or an octatonic type of scale. Those modes can be very interesting, too, uh, and important. But, you know, when we talk about like sort of the foundations of the music and like learning different tunes and chord progressions and standards even and, and then like modern jazz standards, the modes of the major scale uh, are just so they're just used so much. But you want to be careful on the piano because I think it's important to really learn like the fingerings and like the one, three, five, seven, nine, how it sounds of those modes separate from the major scale. So in other words, if you learn C major, D flat, say you're going chromatically, and then you're like, okay, I want to learn the Dorian. So now I'm going to jump right from C major to D Dorian. You're going to be hearing it like it's C. You might even be trying to fingering it like it's C. So it's like, try not to learn it back to back like that because you want to hear you want to finger and you want to identify that arpeggio up to the ninth and really beyond as its own separate thing. And that's, again, where going through chromatically can really help you. But you want to make sure that you get those those because it's not just about learning the the easiest fingering for these scales. It's about learning the function of them. It's le- learning how that how that they're the underpinnings of not only stu- tunes that you're going to play, but improvisations that you're going to do. And so that's the tricky thing with modes is they can start to be too connected with the major scale. It just becomes like a diatonic running up and down of something that you already know. Totally. Okay, I'm going to grab this one. Related to the discussion from Ed, how do you find the right amount of time to spend on a concept or practice technique before moving on? <laughs> okay, so um, I would say that this is one to, to really have some flexibility uh, in your practice uh, because, you know, I think it's it's important to identify, you know, and certainly to learn about and to investigate and learn from others what are the concepts or practice techniques or new concepts that you you need to work on <clears throat> or maybe are holes in your playing or you need to review or whatever. So it's like the identification of those things. But once you get into practicing them, I think if you're flexible and you really like kind of go into it, you're practicing with an open uh, and inquisitive 
uh, and humble mindset, then you'll be able to sort of, you know, have that um, the amount of time you stay stay on it guided by how much progress you're making, as opposed to like a rigid thing of like like you can be rigid about I want to work on my left hand voicings because. I don't have enough and my voicing suck and I don't know what to play. So that's a valid reason to like cordon off a part of your practice every day for left hand voicings. But then as you get going, like you want to have a strategy. You know, what, what was Ron Carter talking about with this up in uh, New York? How many times did he say, you got to have a plan? You know, it's like have a plan. So that plan, you know, for left hand voicings might be like, I'm going to learn, you know, four new voicings from transcribe them from recordings that I, I love every day or two or whatever it is. Um, and then, or I'm gonna like, you know, go through one of Adam's courses where he plays some great left-hand voicings and identify two of those a days, wherever your source is. But then in terms of the amount of time, you want to like really be listening to yourself. It's kind of like when you're working out or running, listen to your body. Don't just go out and be like, I'm gonna run 10 miles today because last week that worked for me. Well, maybe you go out today and your ankle starts hurting at mile five. You don't push through. Or maybe at mile 10, you're like, wow, I'm feeling fresh. So then you keep going. So it's the same thing with this. If you're really rolling on those left-hand voicings after 20 minutes, maybe that was your schedule, but you're like, wow, I'm, I'm inspired by this. I'm hearing something. I'm, I, I, I want to keep going. So don't be like, ah, time is over. No, that's the beautiful thing about this music is we have flexibility. We have the improviser's mindset. We have all these great uh, things available. So don't be thinking about what you need to be getting to. Just go with the flow. Go with the flow. I mean, they talk about flow state in terms of performance and composing. I've always been more interested in flow state for practice. Because if you can get into a really good flow state when you practice, you can maximize whatever amount of time that you have. You might not be able to get to everything that you hoped you'd get for when you woke up in the morning, but that doesn't matter. Like you want to get to the most amount of, of, of meaningful development in your playing, you know? So, and then the same thing is like, well, if you start going and you're having trouble hearing those voicings and you only get one and you're feeling frustrated, that's okay. Put it to the side, L you know, live for another day and then move on to something else. So I would just say that the amount of time that you spend now, keep in mind, there's certain things you just need to practice at different times. And for a lot of people that that's every day. Um, so you, you do, this is not an excuse to be like, Oh, I don't like scale. So I'm never going to practice them because Peter and Adam said, go with the flow. You know, it's not about that, but it is about more on the other side of like, when things are going well, keep pushing through with that time or want to. How is it playing on a different piano? Each venue? Are they always really good pianos? Oh, Oh, Tracy. Don't be so nice. <laughs> so I'm just looking at, so we've played in, on this tour, Bruno, Bruno, Budapest, Vienna, Helsinki, and now Copenhagen. Is that right? I might be forgetting something. But um, they have been killer pianos. I don't want to jinx okay. things going on. Yeah. All four of them. Yeah, Europe, Europe, you're going to, it's, it's in concert halls and clubs in Europe, you're going to be okay in general. Yeah. And the one club we played at, which was so fun, the Porgy and Bass Club in, big shout out to Porgy and Bass in, not the opera stars, but the club in Vienna, um, which is an amazing place. I mean, I played there a couple times, but it's been years, I mean, probably six or eight years since I last played there. But they have a Fazioli, like an eight foot, like, you know, and that, I mean, that no, it's 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 incredible in in a club. It's almost like I don't want to say too good of a piano, but it's it the only thing with that piano is it's it takes an adjustment. Like and it's been played a lot because it's a club, there are two sets and whatever. And so like I can tell it's been having trouble 
keeping up with it. So to answer your question, even when like the pianos are really good, there's still that adjustment. You know what I mean? And I think for pianists, what what our thing is is like, how can we like I always try to think about the end result of where I want to get to, like when I come into the sound check, because that's the time to get to know the 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 piano. I don't think it's the time to see everything that it can do because you don't really know that until you're playing on the gig with the energy of the audience and the, and the band and everything. So I'm not one to like try to push the piano as far as it can go and everything, but I just kind of want to know, like, first of all, if there's any like limitations to it or workarounds, like that's kind of level one, you know, um, like if you need to do any workarounds because it has like some unevenness or weak spots or, you know, God forbid, a, you know, an out of tune section. I, I don't know. I mean, they're hopefully stuff that we can avoid, but you know the 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 act you know the reality of what it is but i don't think it's a time that you can push it because you you're having to fake it too much so i like yeah. to leave <clears throat> that to the gig i mean you know I, and um but that yeah, Peter, that piano in a way was the most challenging you haven't been slumming it like me for a while man i've played i've played <laughs> road piano weren't just out of tune in sections they were missing notes missing whole strings Insects. That's a limitation. We call that a limitation. That's that's a limitation you need to learn about. You got to work around your voicings. That can make it fun. It's interesting. So a Fazioli in a club is an interesting conundrum. It's like having a rental car that's a that's a Ferrari or something. Like it'd be a little right. bit weird to have general population banging away on it every night and and how it holds up. They probably weren't meant for that. You know, like the no. those pianos take a lot of abuse. You know, yeah. That's why men. Well, always like I, of course from my my favorite pianos are Steinways like a great Steinway I think still is the the standard bear for the sound that I love but when I go to a club and I see a, a seven foot eight foot Yamaha I'm super happy because I know it's probably yeah. going to be solid you know I know good it's things gonna... can happen good things can happen there it's I might not get that special Steinway that you sometimes get or Fazioli or Bo Bosendorfer but right. I know that. Like a, if a, it's a club piano, I know that it's going to hold its tune. It's going to be like probably mo more than likely it's going to be like easy to play and fun to play and give me what I need from it, you know? Yeah. Well, it was fun too. I love that they put the Fazio in the club. It's like four blocks away from the Bosendorfer factory and headquarters in Vienna. It's a little bit of a, you know, a slap in the face to the local, to the local brand. So that's, that's kind of fun, you know? Uh, hold on, we got to stop here. Noriko is talking about cheese. Anyone likes Midnight Moon? Yes, I also enjoy <laughs> Midnight Moon. Noriko, I love that cheese. That's a good one. All right, Caleb, where does Midnight else? Moon come from? I actually Where's don't Midnight know. Moon. Oh, I never heard of that. It might be in New York. The one I used uh, to love when I was when I was eating that kind of stuff was uh, Saint Andre. Yeah, that's great. Which stuff. is like a triple cream brie French okay. situation. Oh my god, that was good. Just on some good on baguette. Of, yeah, on a good baguette or a, a really lovely watercress cracker. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Beaujolais season. You know what I'm Beaujolais, saying? Beaujolais. Beaujolais. It's more like Beaujolais season. Bougie for you. <laughs> the watercress <Beaujolais>. cracker. also Just I want to ask this: How do you manage playing the song? You don't really like that's a good question ah that's a fantastic question because um everybody experiences this you know no, even even herbie hancock dare i say no. can we just put it out there like herbie is we we don't want to say the word because it's disrespectful to people's religious beliefs god but he's the he's the deity of this pot right i mean let's just be honest we love 
Barry Harris. Well, there's a lot of people we love, but like if we're going to put up one standard bear, who would that be? It would be Herbie. I mean, right. If you switch <laughs> places career wise with anybody, wouldn't it be Herbie? Right. Wouldn't it be great to be Herbie to be like, could you imagine a better career for, <laughs> for a modern musician who is still doing it than Herbie? If Come I were on, to man. call you, Adam, at 4 a.m., wake you up, or just knock on yeah. your door in Webster Groves, right? Yes. You would wake you up. Turning out of my studio. <laughs> yeah. No, I know that. But if I were to just bang on your door and say, Adam, I got to quit the podcast, but I got you a new co-host. His name is Herbie Hancock. Would you give me it. a hug? Would you hug me? No, because I couldn't talk to Herbie. <laughs> yes, you would. I talk to it would offense. be awesome. Never <laughs> <laughs> raz Herbie like I like to raz you, man. <laughs> it, the tone would change. It would be. It would not be an even. <laughs> there'd be a little. It would not be two even squares like this. It would be like yeah, a teeny little square. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably wouldn't pull out your keyboard view as often as you do either. <laughs> no, I would not. No, I would not. Just knowing that he's possibly ever seen anything we've done is enough. <laughs> all right that'll just about do it for us over at you'll hear it remember if you like this podcast you gotta like and you gotta subscribe and then if you're more interested you gotta go to openstudiojazz.com and see if there's anything for you to bring you and your instrument a lot closer anyways until next time happy practicing